Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Angels to aliens, from ghost stories to angel encounters, Bigfoot sightings, alien abduction, near-death experiences, and more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens. Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Outlander. Welcome, welcome to Angels to Aliens with me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, here on the Believe Podcast Network, which is the number one podcast network for professionals. The question is, do you believe? <laughs> Join me here where we discuss the most incredible stories on the planet, from the paranormal to mysteries to horror to even heavenly interventions, including Bigfoot craziness. Oh my gosh. I will welcome you, the listener, to welcome, oh, blah, listen to me, I'm, I'm tripping over my <laughs> words, to send over your personal stories of mysterious happenings that you'd like to share a good advice on. I will also be interviewing some of the most intriguing guests from researchers to experiencers, authors, and other cultural creatives. So remember, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, also like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can always go and find us at Believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcasts. And know that you can find me on all sorts of social media. Just put at one Heidi Hollis because there's only one of me, right? No, there's others, but I'm the one that you really want to know. So anyways, I am going to introduce my fabulous guest for today. You guys are in for a really cool treat because you've never heard a story like this. So we've got... Adolf, and I'm going to slaughter his last name, Santisman. I'm not sure I'll have him correct me. Um, he was here to share an extremely strange camping trip with two friends that resulted in the making of the film called 10-11-02. He admits that he has had some strange things in his life in addition, and he's going to also explore one of those other encounters that he's had. So everyone, I want to give a round of applause to Adolf. How do you say that last name, Adolf? <laughs> That's Santa Steven. Ah, my goodness. I'm so sorry. So It looks harder than what it looks. <laughs> got you. So I'm excited to hear what it is that you experienced. I, I remember I've had you on my show before, but the finer details, I mean, it's there's nothing quite like hearing it from you. So tell us what took place, That what's the basis of this film, 10-11-02? Uh, basically, we went, it was a fishing camping trip at Colorado, California, just east of Fresno, about two hours, two and a half hours away. You're up at about 9,000 feet almost. Uh, yeah, we always camp in an area where, you know, away from campsites, just in case we're a little loud. So, uh, I got off of work at 12 noon, picked up a friend and my, which was Ken, uh, Kenneth and, uh, Ken was already up there. He got there about lemon ish or so. And, uh, he was waiting for us, but I had to work a half a day. I didn't want to take a whole eight hours off. So, uh, it was on a Friday. The date was 10, 11, 02. 
that's the name of the film also. Uh, but when I picked up Ken, Kenneth, I really didn't want to go camping whatsoever. <laughs> and I never, that's not me. So, uh, but I was dreading going up there. I had a bad, bad feeling something was going to happen. I kept telling <laughs> Kenneth that, you know, I shouldn't be going, but, you know, we have to go. Ken's waiting for us at the campsite already. And, um, yeah. Wow. So I was just, you know, that gut talking instinct. about it. I really don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And, and uh, so we finally got there. Uh, he heard me coming because I have ACDC on, and that's my favorite group. <laughs> and uh, so he'll know it's me coming down the road. And it's a little small one-lane one lane road off the beaten path. Uh, we're about three-quarters of a mile away from the dam at Courtright. Mm-hmm. So we got there, you know, he came straight to us. What took you guys so long? You know, I was hearing weird stuff. Uh, you know, somebody was looking at me and uh, he was just so happy for him to see us. Wow. Uh, it was just a big relief on his face. You could see it. Yeah. That he was stressing out. And uh, so, you know, we started taking our stuff out of the vehicle and everything like that. Uh, finally relaxing. Got a couple of beers, um, you know, set up camp and everything like that. And then uh, it was just strange. It just seemed like somebody was looking at us and, you know, we all kept looking around. And this is probably about 4, 4.30. Hmm. And um, so during the night, uh, Kenneth or Ken, he went to bed early. Most time he does. But this time was extra early, and we had a big bonfire going on. And uh, God, now I I could picture everything now. God. <laughs> and uh, so me and Kenneth, uh, we walked down to the road, which is only about a hundred feet away or so. Uh, and on the other side, you could see the the Sierras at the east end of it, facing east. And uh, me and Kenneth was out there, and then all of a sudden there was a light. Uh, and we kept looking at it. It was far at a distance, and then it started coming toward us. And I was going, that's not a helicopter. There's no sound whatsoever. That's weird. So as it was coming toward us, it's still miles away. Yeah. So I went back to my vehicle, got my big flashlight, and I pointed it at it. And I flashed it three times, and then I flashed my friend's tent, Ken, that's inside the tent as a joke, like, don't look at me, look at him. (laughs) (laughs) So I did that several times. Then it started getting closer and closer. Then all of a sudden it flashed three lights going downwards into the mountain. And uh, it was like, oh, because that's not no helicopter. Oh, I got to dub those swear words out. Got to watch that, Adolf. (laughs) Okay. And, um, sorry. That's okay. And uh, all of a sudden, it went around this big dome at the other end of the road. And and it was weird. It went around. We're looking at it. We turned around, went back to the campfire, but we didn't talk about it whatsoever, what we just seen. It was weird. It was like blocked out of our minds. Don't talk about it. Hmm. So we went back to the campsite and, uh, you know, it was getting late. 
Kenneth went into his tent. I went into my forerunner that I had back then. I slept in there. And, uh, but during the night, there was uh, big flashes of, of bright bluish white light, just intense. And uh, I sat up looking around, you know, where's this light coming from? And it turned off for a second, but yet you could hear these voices. And it was like a mechanical sound voices, but yet it sounded like it feels like a verbal talking to each other. Mm. It was all the way around us. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and for some reason I went back to sleep and I got up, I seen the light again, but this time I sat up and I had all tinted windows in my forerunner and I could see Ken's tent and the light was behind his tent and I could see him sitting down and uh, he has a club or a knife or something like that uh, with him that he's sitting on his cot and I seen the light behind his tent. Huh. I go, that's weird. There's nobody camping around us whatsoever. Yeah. I go, where's that light coming from? And uh, Kenneth, I talked to him later. Hopefully one day you could interview him yeah. to verify everything. But he thought there was a fire behind his tent. That's the reason he sat up, but he was too scared to get out, wow. which was weird. So the light was going toward him and it's getting brighter. Then all of a sudden I see a figure of a human type thing behind his tent. It was making mm. a shadow. So that light was behind that thing, whatever it may have been, uh, it was behind him. So I start seeing the body shape on his tent as a silhouette. Wow. I'm looking at it like, Oh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I fell asleep, which is weird. Why would I fall asleep at that given moment? Right. And then during the night, I woke up. I heard a zipper, which was Kenneth. He got out. He picked up a log. He was going to put fire or a fire, put a log in the fire, which is not too far away from me. And he's only about five feet away. He didn't see that I was looking at him to the tinted windows. Mm hmm. Then he stopped at mid-swing. Then he looked on parallel going on the driver's side, going north. And he goes, oh, that's what you do. You hide in the shadows. And I'm looking at him like, what? Why does anybody say that? Wow. So I'm looking at him, and I'm looking forward to where he's looking at. And it was dark. And I'm trying to see what he's seen. And then all of a sudden, he starts walking away. And I'm looking at him. Next thing I know, I fell asleep. Wow. Again. And then uh, <laughs> during the night after that, I was asleep. My doors were locked. All of a sudden, I heard my back door passenger side open up. And I sat up. I looked at it like, how how did anybody open the door if the doors were locked? And I seen the doors opening up. I'm sitting up looking at it. All of a sudden, I'm back asleep. You're, you're not known to have narcolepsy or anything. This is just happening. Wow. This is happening. Wow. Every one of us has something going on during that whole night. That's the reason we made the movie 101102, which was we're telling my friend Ken's nephew about it on Thanksgiving Day. 
and he listened to the whole story. And I haven't seen him since he was a kid. He went to college in San Francisco for arts. Mm-hmm. After we told him the whole story, he goes, let's make, let's make a movie about it. And we looked down like, what? We don't got no money to do that. He goes, no. He goes, I got a film company. What? Wow. So that's how that's how we came in making that movie. And uh, it took us 10 years actually to make because wow. we had to do it on his time. And he travels a lot around the world. Nice. So, uh, yeah, you can see where we gained weight, where we lost weight. <laughs> <Everything> <laughs> like that on the film. Aging. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. So that was kind of funny. Wow. But uh ended up, after Kenneth went up to the front, he, I guess he went back in the tent. Next morning, we woke up, and uh, I heard the zipper again. I stuck my head out. I go, Kenneth. I go, where did you go last night when you said, oh, that's what you do. You hide in the shadows. He goes, I seen a little thing, and he put out his arm, and it was probably like below his chest height. He goes, I seen a little thing run behind the tree hiding. I go, what was it? Because huh. I don't know. I just woke up. Wow. Huh. So the whole night was a roller coaster for all three of us. Mm. And, uh, and over the, it, it, after seeing this type of thing, so he didn't, he just described like a little humanoid type thing. I mean, what, what did he describe? Yeah. Uh, he just said it was small human type. Okay. So, okay. So what happened after that? Okay. After that, Ken woke up and I opened the door on the other side where I was sleeping at. It was a forerunner. He looks at me. He goes, well, what the blank happened last night? I go, I don't know. I go, what was that sound, that mechanical sound? He goes, yeah, because I heard that. It was everywhere. Huh. And it, it, it was it was weird. The whole night, and then we talked about the lights behind his tent, and he said it was he was awake. All of a sudden, he was asleep, awake. Hmm. So we figured we were taken during that time. Uh, missing time. So you had missing time. time. So a lot of people, when they discover that they've had something peculiar like this happen, they get regressed. Did any of you get hypnotically regressed? You know what? I got an offer to do that, but I don't, it took me years to even go up the mountains or even go fishing. I still can't go fish at night. I Mm. still can't drive at night. Uh, wow. So street lights still scare me. Wow. Um, so you you have PTSD from this. Yeah, I do big time. But you yeah, I can uh, But you don't have I any drive at night. You don't have any any direct like memory of seeing creatures necessarily coming for you, but you knew that that was associated with a horrible event. Exactly. Wow. Uh, Kenneth, he does remember them pulling him out. Them? Who's uh, taking him? Who's them? What What happened? The aliens. So they're literally alien beings. Did he describe what they look like? No, you need a... It's better if you talk to him. He'll describe it better. <laughs> but they were small um, humanoid uh, beings. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I did see the shadow of it behind his tent. Okay. How tall are, would you guess these things to be? Probably about four, four, nine. 
Oh, okay. So they're bigger than like the typical grays that are described. Yeah. Yeah. Did it have a bulbous head from the shadow you saw? Yeah, it had a big head. Did it? It was skinny. Because at first I thought it was branches behind the, the tent that are moving, but only wrong, there was no breeze. Huh. And that, that triggered my mind. But you know what? There's no breeze whatsoever because I looked around. Yeah. There was no breeze whatsoever. And I could see with the campfire and plus with the big light behind it. And this light was intense. It's a light blue, like glacier light. Ah, okay. Uh, it was just really intense. So you, everything you could see really good on the shadow of the tent. And then once it started getting closer to the tent, then I could see it was actually a, a human type being behind it. And from what you recall, it felt like it was the, an entire night of, of events. Yeah, big time. But what's weird is that once we talked about it in the morning for a little bit uh, with Ken uh, about the light, and all of a sudden, boom, it was like out of our minds. It's like, oh, okay, let's go fishing. Huh. And we went fishing by the dab, didn't catch nothing the whole day, first time ever. Most time we make our limit, this time nothing, not even a bite. And it was freezing cold, went back to the campsite. It was weird, we didn't even thought about leaving that night. We both stayed for three nights. And the second night, all kinds of weird things happen. Uh, our ice spots was moved, nothing was taken. Um, just things were moved around, but not thrown around. That's what's weird, like if it was an animal or a raccoon or yeah. a bear, they you know, put their paw on top of the table, they'll knock stuff down. But this stuff was just moved around at different locations. The ice box, it was looked in there, stuff was moved but nothing was taken out of it. So strange. So I can't yeah. believe you guys stayed another night. <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> I'm like, hold on. I think I have a little PTSD. Let me stick around here a little bit longer, see what, what might happen. Well, you, know what's, you know what's weird? During that whole day, we didn't even thought or talked about what happened the night before. Mm -hmm. That's so weird. It started getting dark, and then... Uh, we all started getting that weird, anxious feeling like something's going to happen. So, but it was in your mind, though. You knew it happened, even though you didn't talk about it, right? Right, right. So it was in your it head. It was, like, blocked off. I see, I see. Huh. That's that's really that's really kind of strange yeah. in itself, for sure. Yeah, it was like, uh, you're not allowed to talk about it. Not at this time. Hmm. Uh, enjoy your camping trip. <laughs> But even at that, it wasn't really enjoyable. We all knew something was strange. So when uh, when when did you guys actually start chatting about it on your drive down? I mean, well, what happened uh, during that second night? Again, strange lights, weird things. Uh, the second night, so you saw the same. You, you saw the same lights on the second night. Yeah. Oh boy. Wow. Same lights. And I seen it out there by the street also. Like Phil was coming toward me and I went back to sleep. Huh. And then during that night, uh, I was awakened because my vehicle moved side to side. And I go, oh man, we, we must be having an earthquake or something, a small one. Yeah. So I got up, sat up, I looked at Kenneth and Ken's uh, tent. 
I didn't see no flashlights come on or anything. Mm-hmm. But it, it was weird. It moved side to side three times, and I went back to sleep. Wow. Okay. Again, hearing the weird mechanical sounds. Next morning, I opened up the door again. Tim goes, what the happened last night again? I go, I don't know. Wow. He goes, I'm leaving. Uh, uh, he goes, I'm out of here. So, <laughs> Ken, he's, uh, he packs really good. He, he's, he worked for, well, he retired now. Yeah. He was a state auditor. He's in, he's in charge of a, you know, a lot of people. Okay. So he's real particular the way he packs and everything like that. Everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Then this time he just threw everything in the back, put a top over it. Boom. He was gone. <laughs> so he, he took off early. Wow. Ken woke up. Kenneth woke up. He goes, where's Ken? He goes, he took off. I go, we're, we're gone. We're, we're, we're gone. <laughs> Wow. So I go start packing. We're leaving. We're not staying one more night out here. So we packed up everything. I went to the front of the vehicle so I could check the water and the oil on the vehicle. And as I was lifting up the hood, I seen a handprint. I go, what the heck? So I looked at it at a different angle. Mm-hmm. I go, Kenneth, I go, did you put this handprint here? He goes, no, seriously. I go, put your hand on the hood. I want to see the difference. <laughs> so he did next to the handprint that was in there. Yeah. But the only thing he did was move the dust out of it. That stuck to his hand. This had handprint had sticky residue, like honey substance. Whoa. And it left this handprint on there. And it was weird. Uh, huh. The fingers are a lot longer than ours. Yeah. The wrist is really thin. Uh, on our hands, we got a cup uh, between our fingers or below our fingers and thumb, but there was another cup below the bottom part of your hand. There was another cup area. Like like and a suction like a suction large. cup yeah. looking thing? No. What, what? No, it's just uh, you know, like you got the indentations on your palm of your hand. Oh, a cut. Like, like okay. a, gotcha. So there was another one a crease. below your hand in oh, that area. Oh, I see. And the thumb was extra long. Hmm. My and uh, so once, once I seen that, uh, Kenneth, so, you know, he promised I didn't do this and that. So and unless again, because unless Shaquille O'Neal went to check on your camping trip, this was peculiar. <laughs> no, wow. it, it was it, it was strange. Wow. Uh, between the between the fingers of ninety uh, ninety degree angles. Yeah. Uh, or the middle finger is not the longest one. It's the one to the right if you're looking to the top of your hand. Huh. Um, it just, it just strange, really, really, really strange. And, and you didn't get it. You weren't able to get a shot, a picture of this, right? No, we did. Once we went back to town, uh, I could get cell signal at this place called Acambity as we were driving by. I, told, I called up Ken, Ken, stay there. I got something to show you. Huh. He goes, what? I go, stay there, stay home. I go, we're on, we'll be there in a bit. We went there and uh, him and his wife and the kids were out front. So I go, check this out. He looked at the hood. He goes, that's an alien hand. Oh. Okay, yeah. I go, I go, look at that. Wow. So everybody was tripping on on it. So after I left, well, he took some photos okay. of it. Wow. Then I went to his brother's house. Uh, he has real good cameras. He does that, you know, part of his living, taking photos and everything like that. Yeah. So I went to his house and he took photos of it. 
so what I did, I got the the photos, and uh, I went. I had it enlarged. I got some stra- uh, sketching uh, tracing paper, mm-hmm. and I copied it. I cut it out. Then I put it on styrofoam, tracing on styrofoam. I cut it out, and then I put clay in there, and I baked it on my oven. Oh. And uh, so I got a handprint, um, a clay mold of the handprint. Wow. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's shown in the and, film, uh, I, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was strange. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame it you didn't really know a, a cop that could lift fingerprints, right? <laughs> yeah. In uh, the very tip, uh, those like suction, suction cups, little small ones. Huh. But on the on the clay mold, you can't see it because you know. Yeah, I'm just making the whole handprint. Oh but uh, but there are five yeah. di- five digits, five fingers. Yeah, actually, I think there's one more digit because there was the other marking, probably about nine inches away mm-hmm. from the little pinky. Well, you call it little pinky. Yeah. Uh, to the right of it, but I think it had another digit. But I, I, I can't. You know, when you look at the photo, it matches with the handprint, but it's only the tip of a finger that it was just like placed on there, the very tip. But, you know, that's, you know, I have to have somebody else to look at it. But yeah, right now it has five handprints, but I think there's other digits that came out on the side. Gotcha. You know, I can't imagine you've got PTSD from just flashes of memory. I mean, does it terrify you at the thought of even learning finer details through a hypnosis? That's the reason I haven't done it yet. Uh, I'm scared. It took me years and years to even go up the mountains again. Wow. And what about the... I used to go by myself. Really? So you used to frequent it. But how about Ken and Kenneth? Do they have these fears too? Oh, that's weird. Kenneth, she passed away... Oh. A few years after that, he ended up getting cancer really bad. Huh. And we don't know if that was part of it because he was in perfect health before that. Oh, sorry. That's horrible. So we don't uh, So we, we didn't get nothing on recording because he passed away. Wow. And now, because their names are the same, was that the one that you saw uh, the being uh, through his, or was that Ken? So there's Kenneth and Ken. No, that was Kenneth. That was, that was Kenneth, Kenneth that you saw the being's shadow through. Okay. So. No, no, that, that was Kim. Oh, that was the shadow. Oh, that was Ken. Uh, okay. Kenneth is the one that walked toward the tree when he when something hit behind him. Ah, okay. So he was out and about. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So he might have got yeah. a lot more exposure to radiation for sure. Yeah, I think he did. Also, uh, good thing you brought up his name. Yeah. After we did all that. I went to go drop off Kenneth mm-hmm. at his house while his apartment. He didn't get nothing out of the vehicle. He ran out of the vehicle, ran up the stairs, went inside. He started taking off his clothes. And he told his girlfriend, check my body. Is there any marks? And he went butt, <laughs> butt naked wow. right there in the living room. Wow. He was so scared. Wow. And he was telling his girlfriend, check my body. Do I have any marks? Huh. After that, uh, he never went. He never went up the mountains again. Uh, wow. He started drinking a lot after that. It, you know, 
It, it's it, a lot of people. I don't know if this frustrates you or not, Adolf, but being in this business of, of mysterious happenings, a lot of people I know, like, or, or don't know, they just reach out and say, I want to have an experience. I want to go up and get this, you know, and I'm like, be careful what you wish for, because I don't care how big and burly and manly you are. I've seen grown men curl up into a ball and, and collapse crying because of this stuff. It's horrific what goes on. Yeah, I mean, it uh, It took me years. Also, Kenneth, or Ken, mm-hmm. uh, his eyes were, were bugged out. Anytime we talked about it, that's all he talked about it for a while. Uh, I did for a bit, but I kept everything inside because there was a lot of weird stuff that happened in my lifetime. So I was kind of used to it already. Yeah. But Ken, he didn't believe my stories as I was telling him before, like when we were in high school stuff that happened to me he goes oh that's just adolf saying his stories huh. and i'm i'm kind of glad it happened and he was there yeah to experience what i've been talking about for years <laughs> <laughs> it's like payback sucks so, oh boy yeah it made him a believer big time i'm sure it did but what a way to get get it crammed your way man my goodness so your life has been kind of riddled with uh, strange things and I know you wanted to lend some time to some of those other experiences so do do tell um, we're, we're anxious to hear okay I'll start from the very beginning uh, when I was in third grade we had a, a puppet show so everybody has to make their own puppets and all that yeah and it was close to Halloween so um, it was a puppet show in front of the audience and everything so everybody made puppets and we're supposed to be uh, putting our hands out of the box, or you know, in front of a curtain. And we're going to do Monster Smash mm-hmm. for Halloween. So every time you said Monster Smash, mine will go up because it was the scariest one. <laughs> but before we had the puppet show, the teacher looked at our puppets that we made. She looked at mine. She goes, why did you make this? Oh, they're just a monster. She goes, do you know what it is? I go, no, it's just a monster I made. Huh. She goes, do you know what an alien is? I go, no. Huh. She goes, that looks like an alien head. Wow. She goes, have you seen one? I go, I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. And, <laughs> wow. And a puppet looked like a big head. Wow. With big eyes and a small mouth. What? I wish I still had the puppet. But this is this is wild to me. I I gotta I gotta back up a little bit because your your story about what may have been alien uh, encounter and abduction scenario, and then it seems like you had this this inner knowing as a kid. But I'm curious how you guys. I mean, were you into this topic? You you and your friends, your buddies at all? I mean, you you were aware of some things before this happened on the mountain, but to have these conclusions like you know it's some you guys mentioned aliens i mean a lot of people will say oh i must uh you know drink too much you know but you guys went straight to the alien topic so you had an open mind so your friends were kind of forced to have an open mind i take it right yeah after that experience yeah very fully believed after that That, that's just so wild but uh, carry on so you 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 so you have this, uh, your, even your teacher had an open mind. Have you seen an alien? Isn't that? Yeah. That's wild. And, 
And I never heard about aliens or anything as a kid. I'm in third grade. Right. Third grade. That's so crazy. You know, having a puppet show and teacher <laughs> telling me, that's the first time I ever heard about an alien. Right, right. So what ha- I, don't, I didn't know exactly what she was talking right. about, but I said, you know, right, I right, right. a monster, but. So what, what happened? What happened next? What what else in your life? What what happened? Okay. Also, we lived down the country, and um, er, uh, one morning I seen a light behind our in front of our house. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, probably about a quarter mile away. We lived down the country. There was a dump across the street. I told my dad, and he looked at it. He goes, "Let's go over there and look at it." And this is in the morning. He got his rifle, and I got my little BB gun. You know, being all tough and everything, walked across the street. Walked about a quarter mile, and there's a big uh, hill, probably about 100 feet tall, mm-hmm. and uh, that they dug out of the soil. So we started climbing it, and we could see the red light coming off the top of the hill. All of a sudden, we got to the top. <laughs> Hours later, before it got dark, we just stepped on the street that we walked across earlier. We didn't know what happened. And oh. I looked at my dad, I go, it's getting dark. What happened? He goes, don't say nothing to to, to mom. What? And uh, we don't know what happened. We're gone the whole day. Wow. See, but, but he's like, cover up. Don't say nothing. Yeah. What? Exactly. Wow. That sounds like almost like he knew, uh, oh, this happened again. Let's just keep it on the down low. That's, that's wild, Adolf. Wow. Well, I ended up finding out years later that my dad seen lights when he was a kid when he lived in New Mexico. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. So what you know, I know you've got quite a few things that have happened over your life and we don't have a ton of time, but I, I'd love to hear some yeah. of some more. Okay, about how much time we got? We got about seven minutes or so. Oh. Oh God! That's okay. That's okay. Hey, jump on okay. over. You can well, jump maybe, to the next, maybe next thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time we'll talk about Hensley. Yes. The incident we had over there, me and my ex-girlfriend. Oh uh, yes, we could do that for sure because I know your stories are rather in, in depth. But so no worries, it we'll keep on going. What what else uh, in your life? So you had you had a missing time incident. So apparently something else happened. Yeah, we, uh, me and my ex-girlfriend, we missed time at Hensley Lake in Madera County, mm-hmm. uh, which is about, about, from my house here, probably about an hour and 15 minutes away. Uh-huh. Uh, a light was being, we were being chased by a light as I was driving. Um, <laughs> I drove off trying to get away from this light. We ended up uh, waking up later on with my head on the steering wheel or her head on the lap. And we ended up losing about three hours uh, it took me three times to start the car. Uh, we drove off, ended up, we were being, being followed by that light. It was on top of the vehicle, not in front or or behind us. It was above us. And she seen it through the sunroof. And uh, it was only about 30 feet above us. Oh, my. And, uh, Can I ask you real quick, was this literally like the next odd thing that happened in your life after you had the missing time as a kid? Yeah, this was the next one. This was, wow. Uh, okay. 1102, the movie, that was the latest one. Okay. But actually, the Hensley incident scared me more. Oh, okay. All right. Because we had marks on our bodies. Oh, okay. Keep going. It, we, you know, we, we definitely will 
get more into detail on the next time you come. But um, so you saw what, when you say light, did you see a ship or was the whole body glowing? Oh, oh, the whole body was glowing. It was actually a ship. Wow. Huh? What's that? It was acorn shape. Acorn. Okay. 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 Continue. And uh, <laughs> I really need more time next time because yeah. I feel more than that. Right now, I'm just jumping around. No, oh, exactly. We can do that. So, I'm. I have some questions for you because it, when it comes to somebody that's had these odd incidences and rather profound. I mean, you get told when you're in third grade, "Is that a? Have you seen aliens?" You're like, "What?" And then you get missing time, and it's like, then you find your your dad has had some oddities going on what's your inner feeling about what's been going on in your life i think they've been with me all my life and i as a young kid i just didn't know it um okay real quick uh one time i was sick i was in the living room Uh my parents went to town go get some medicine and uh i was laying on the sofa back then i slept in the living room sofa that turns into a bed looking at cartoons and I'm looking at it, and then I was laughing with it. All of a sudden, I heard laughing right next to me. I could feel somebody right next to me. And when I turned around to laugh with that person, you know, what we're seeing on cartoons, uh, nobody was there. But I seen sort of like, like, like a, a fuzzy, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Um, you can't see them, but it was blurry. Ah. Maybe that's a better word. It was blurry that somebody was there. Look. And I could hear them laughing. And then when I realized you know, what was going on, all of a sudden it went away. Wow. It wasn't there, and I could feel the bed move. It was more than one, like a person? or I know the person right next to me. Wow. I just can it was blurry, and I couldn't see it. But uh, when I when my parents came home, I told them that there was a there was there was a small person here, looking at cartoons with me. She goes, "What?" She goes, goes, "You're just dreaming. Maybe you fell asleep and woke up." I said, "No, we're looking at cartoons. We're laughing together." (laughs) She said, "Well, maybe you're just make believing. You know, there was somebody next to." I said, "No, I I felt the bed move." Right. And then my dad heard about it. He goes. That's enough. Don't talk about it. Like he knew already. Wow. But do, do you feel like your whole life is kind of, uh, you've, you've experienced more than one kind of phenomena that ghostly even? Yeah. Well, we got a ghost here in the house. Ah, so there it is. Like... <laughs> there it is. The deep yeah. breath. Like, ah. Oh. yeah like today my cousin because he lives with me yeah uh he locked himself in the garage because the door will slam closed by itself and Ah. it happened to me so we'll go go in the garage we always have to take the keys (laughs) even if there's no breeze it'll close by itself oh boy so (laughs) i mean i'm sure you're involved in this kind of community now with your experiences it, this is this is common that people who experience one phenomena experience other phenomena. So it's like interconnected. It's like what what are we dealing with here? I mean, why do some people just seem to be more sensitive? I mean, 
you must be questioning yourself. I mean, it's in your, it's in your family. It does run in families too. Yeah. Also my ex supervisor, uh, in the morning I'll get there after he does. I'm always a, you know, worker getting there first. And, uh, he started talking about something and then I, I started explaining something and he looks at me, he goes, are you psychic or something? Cause you just answered what I was going to ask you. Ah, that's I go, yeah, mentally I, I heard you asking me this, so I'm answering you. Wow. And he just tripped out. And after that, he tried to think of something where I couldn't read his mind. But every once in a while, he'll look at me like, do you hear that? You know? Huh. So that used to kind of spook him out. You see that? It, it really does seem like uh, people are that are experiencing these things are more aware and these otherworldly things can see that we're more aware and they kind of hone in on on folks like you and I unfortunately or fortunately depends on how you feel about it but here you're suffering from PTSD so I'm going to assume it doesn't give you that warm and fuzzy feeling on the inside <laughs> no I, I I mean I, I got a good chance to go under but do I do I really want to know what ha actually happened? I yeah. mean, it took me years to even come back to normal. Yeah. Uh, do I want to know more? No. <laughs> uh, I'll just experience as I go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could. It's bad enough I can't drive at night. Streetlights scare me. Yeah. Um, yeah, even when I go anywhere, I have to be home before it gets dark. Yeah. Everybody laughs about that, but I have to be home before it gets dark, no matter where I'm at, or get a hotel room. Isn't that something? You know, I, I swear, I, I, I understand. You know, there. I wish people really understood the impact this kind of thing leaves on a person's life. So when I see that, you know, the Pentagon is. Oh yeah, Tic Tacs. Yeah, so we've been putting millions into this, and so we yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. They're not being completely honest, of course, but you know, it, it's like so they've revealed aliens are real. It, look at how many people have suffered in silence. Some people have died from like your friend Kenneth with with cancer. Some have committed suicide because they're so ostracized because they spoke of their encounters, and and they're kind of tongue in cheek like, well, how about that, you know. This is not funny. <laughs> this is for yeah, real. Uh, you know, for years, I only told family and close friends about what happened at Hensley. And, yeah. you know, they laughed about it and stuff. But <laughs> they end up seeing stuff later on also. See? I, uh, roughly that same area. Ah, then, see? Then I, they believe me. I tell people, but, you know, uh, it's a matter of time before people experience things. It's not just a possibility anymore. It's, it's pretty, some point in their lives, it's going to happen. So <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, we definitely, I'll have to have you come back on so we can finish uh, more of your story. So people can get and see 101102, the film. Where is it available at now, Adolf? Uh, you could just go to YouTube or uh, Google's. Uh, we made a movie, not so much to, put it on television yeah but uh it was just basically to get the story out make it open for other people to see it 
and open up their minds. If they have something happen to them, it'll be easier for them. Hey, we went through it. We came out and, and right. talked about it. Right. And it, awesome. it took us a while to uh, right, right, to get back to normal after the film was done, and then we had it played at a theater here in Fresno, and ended up about. 500 people showed up. <laughs> That's amazing. It, it was impressive because it was a big relief. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not the only one. Right, right. You well, know, I, I honestly, I think able to talk about it. you and your friends are rather brave. I mean, you in particular have been going out and talking about this. So I I really appreciate your time. And, and help me with your last name again, Adolph Santa Stephen. Santa Stephen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is a blast, and I'll definitely have you back soon so we could uh, hear the rest of your adventure because it sounds like quite, quite a chore. I'm telling you. So everybody, when you try to look up this film, spell out ten, spell out eleven, and then put the letter O, and then spell out the number two. So ten, eleven, O two, and that's how you can find this film. And uh, Wow. Uh, you guys, remember, you can catch me here on Angels to Aliens with me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, on Believe. And be sure to go to HeidiHollis.com. And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We appreciate that. And uh, we're available also on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary. Tune in and go to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com or at Believe Podcasts. And all over social media at one Heidi Hollis. You've been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander here on Angels to Aliens. Remembering always if it's weird, we're here. Goodbye, everybody. Angels to Aliens. From ghost stories to angel encounters. Bigfoot sightings. Alien abduction. Near-death experiences. And more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens with Heidi Hollis, the Outlander. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.